I'm Maddie. And I am Ryan. And we're here as part of the Mutant Ages, a show that reviews every adaptation about the X-Men. Wow. Okay, bye. <laughs> no, no, we're still here. We're still here and we're still the yes. Mutant Ages. Yes. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the Mutant Brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. From the comic book pages to the animated Important announcement to make. We do. <gasps> it's is it Cloaky? Is he real? Cloaky's real, just like Santa Claus. No, actually, Cloaky's a lot more real than Santa Claus. But I'll take that over Pluggy. We are well, Pluggy's unfortunately also real. Um, we are going to do a Mutant Ages live stream holiday special, and Woo! we want people to come tune in. And I believe we're going to be doing this on our YouTube channel. The yes, we are at the Mutant Ages channel, on YouTube. And we're going to do it on December 20th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be there. Todd's going to be there. Katie's going to be there. And it's going to be an extravaganza of nonsense that is yes. going to include a reading of the Morlock Christmas episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, an X-Men trivia game. Uh, me playing Christmas carols and other other yes. wintry songs because i don't want to just have it be christmas for the record yep, yep. and i don't know what else but it's gonna be a few hours of goofy fun maybe we'll play an x-men game we, we're gonna figure that out if if we can or not yeah and what and so here okay i know we're doing a live stream <coughs> christmas special yep but what are we doing it for? Oh, we are going to be raising money for the Trevor Project just as a part of the live stream. You can watch the live stream, have fun with us. If you can't afford to donate, that's completely fine. But if you can donate, that would be awesome. You know, get in the giving yes. spirit and all that. And the Trevor Project is a pretty great cause about protecting queer people. And you can look into them. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes about, about that cause. But mostly you should just subscribe to our YouTube channel because that's going to be yes, pretty you should. darn cool. When we get closer to the actual time and date i will go into our social media and post the link mm -hmm. um, and maybe just like make sure an that official everybody has it. schedule of when we're gonna do each of the things so if people yes, want to tune we are in for different that. things at different times they can do that i am mostly going to actually start the stream an hour early and put up some music and like a stream date time so you guys can hop into the stream and be ready for it when it starts mm -hmm. Um, so it will probably be live, I would say, an hour before six o'clock. You can obviously not. You don't need to sit there and wait. But, you know, you if you want to <laughs> click it, you can have that option. Yeah, we're, we'll just play the Keep an eye on our social media. Yeah. Yeah, I, we'll just keep the we'll play the X Men video game for a full hour waiting for <laughs> or, it to start. I was going to say we'll play the X Men theme songs for a full hour while waiting. That would be some. some <sighs> but I don't think we music. can because know, we're hosting we it through rights. YouTube, and YouTube has like such absurd rights. Well, they're they will shut your live stream I down. I know. If we will play music some in the legally copyright-free music while yes. waiting for the stream. So it's going to be like some jingling bells, and then like a good guitar being like. Ding, well, ding, ding, you ding, could ding, play ding. our theme song. You could do that. That. repeatedly we own the rights that'd to that. be really funny um but that's it could you imagine me running that in my house and katie who's gonna be just in the house with me being like fucking sane listening to our she'd be like how many forever? times do i have to listen to that this I, I could turn the volume off but nope, you know can't do that <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway that's exciting we're really excited about this this fun. is our first fundraiser for the mutant ages that's right it's our first like live stream of this kind it's the first time we've done any of these things really so well you know the whole the whole thing came about because it's obviously the holiday season and we wanted you know celebrate but we're not going to be able to do anything this year i typically hold a christmas party or a holiday party mm -hmm. and i cannot do that because of the pandemic and maybe you sort of realize that i'm we're not the only ones in this boat it's going to be a lot of people that cannot get together with families or friends or can't go to parties because of the, the pandemic it rages on yeah. yeah so i want to make sure that we can spread joy in some way and then i got into thinking about it more and i was like okay there's also a lot of people that don't necessarily even have families to go to or you know and so 
that's why we're choosing the Trevor Project specifically is because we want to fund the queer community in the way that we have been on this show for a very long time. Yeah. So that is what we're going to do. And we're also going to be celebrating the holiday season together in a virtual party with one I another. Know. So, I know. so you can come with us. Come to our party. We're coming up with some ideas. I'm really excited. Maybe Cloaky will be there. I don't maybe, know. Maybe maybe Cloaky and Pluggy will be there, whether we invited I, them know, or not. I don't. I, <laughs> okay, well, what reality is that we'd invite Cloaky, but Pluggy would show up just to be an asshole. Well, so. it's because Pluggy can fly now. He's all around. He's also like <laughs> Mr. Sinister's evil sidekick. I don't even know like how he's gotten this background. Pluggy anyway. does all the B-roll while Mr. Sinister shoots the main stuff. Pluggy's out there with a little GoPro on his head. Yeah, he's got like a... Yeah, I know exactly. He's a, he's basically a drone. <laughs> that's a blind a plug. butt plug wearing a GoPro, <laughs> and it's pretty incredible, I gotta say. It is. I it is i don't even know what to even expect with that and we'll just let it we'll leave it to the imagination of our listeners but anyway we should actually get into this episode because we are also wrapping up the first season of x-men evolution yes we are which means a lot of things it one means that we're about to go into season two of x-men evolution which is my favorite season of any x-men show mm-hmm. and it also means that we'll have another reader reel coming up um, unfortunately, just because of timing, uh, even though we'll have a Mutant Ages comic in there, it won't be a holiday special. No. So you'll just have to wait until 2021 to hear that. <laughs> uh, but also, what else does it mean? What else do we have to watch? Um, we have to watch a movie called New Mutants. So Fuck. that'll happen. We're going to do the Listener Mail episode next and then New Mutants after that. Oh, um, no. And we do have to you watch that. I, I, you know, I'm not looking forward to it, but I got to admit it's going to be better than X-Men Origins Wolverine. And you know how I know that? Because that's the worst movie ever. So it, it will I be mean, better than that. Apparently, oh, that it's going to be on par. Yeah, it, I don't think it's going to be on par because I remember people having a lot of mixed feelings about this movie. I know there's like some racist comments made by characters in the movie that feel <laughs> out of character. Like, I know I am prepared for the downsides, but I've also heard there's some cool shit in there. And I'm sort of interested to see what that is. And I don't, yeah, I don't know too. everything about it yet. So I'm going to guess there's some good and some bad. To be completely honest with you, I am probably going to watch it just straight through once and then go back and watch it a second time with notes, which I don't expect you or Todd to do, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it that way at least. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I went ahead and got copies of the movie for all three of us. So we're all ready. We're ready to watch ready it. Ready to rock and roll. <sighs> but first we got to, we got to finish up recapping the season finale of X-Men Evolution season one. That's and right. It's so, so weird. It is previously on the X-Men. So this is a culmination of everything that we've seen all season. Mystique's recruited all of her mutants for the Brotherhood and Xavier has recruited all of his mutants for the X-Men. We know who these characters are. I'm not going to announce all their names Mm -hmm. because the lists are getting kind of long. But basically, it's all summed up to this one moment where Magneto has finally dropped out of the sky, (laughs) literally to be like, hey, I've got a gay haven up on Asteroid M. I've been up there in space building this giant asteroid. And I have a bunch of space orbs that are spaceships full of tentacles. Full of tentacles. Yeah. That's important to note, the tentacles. And also, he's showing up and he's just like, hey. Hey. Want to come to my cool asteroid? Well, you got to fight each other to show me that you're even worth being up there. Because I'm going to pick and choose who's going to even be there. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to be there and you win, I'm going to put you in a tube and brainwash you. And it's like... Very Mr. Sinister. Yes. And in, at least in the first part of this, he had some lines that sounded like Magneto. But this episode, straight up, I'm like, okay, did they just like skim Mr. Sinister's bio? It's like, is this Magneto? Like, <laughs> I don't know what is happening, but it's a completely Mr. Sinister episode it to is, the point where I'm like, to the obsession why wasn't it Summers just boys. Mr. Sinister? Yeah. I know. It, I mean, because Alex Summers is here now. Um, Scott's brother is back from the dead basically and they're reunited and it feels so good they're reunited as brothers but it's like weirdly romantic it and it gets even worse but than also this Magneto and it's like is obsessed with both of them and put them into matching little bomber jackets to xavier's horror and now the yeah. summers boys are all about magneto all the time and it's that's how this episode really starts as the summer boys walking in like hey we don't like this older man anymore we like this other older man and that is the chief conflict that we're looking at it's, here uh, yeah we really are which is kind of uh, the whole story of Magneto and Xavier and everybody getting stuck in between their fucking bullshit. Yes, yes. Which I kind of like that stuff, but then it gets so silly that I was, I don't know. It really does, but also like, I mean, well, let's get into it. So first of all, we are left down on the beach where Kitty and Nightcrawler and Evan have all been left aside because they did not win. Well, I was going to say that. And then Toad 
is also here, and Toad is the one who starts this episode. Actually, Toad is great in this. He's whole really, thing. really good. I like Toad now. I, this is like, this is like one of those episodes where I'm like, I don't understand why we are, we don't like Toad. He seems pretty good at what he does. I'm so to think maybe whatever. we are supposed to like Toad. Like, is Toad the unsung hero of this show? Like, is this secretly? I mean, I Toad's feel like that's show? the entire brotherhood. Like at this point, we love Pietro and Fred, and, Toad. and we love. I, I even and mind, we love Lance. So we're I'm like, cool okay, them. it's fine. I like yeah, all of them. We're like. Uh, they have some okay. interesting moments in this episode that we'll get to. All the Brotherhood kids so, do. Yeah, so we got Toad, and he's feeling really bad for himself. Yeah. He's talking about how cool and how hot his ton is, mm-hmm. and then Kurt grabs his ton and demands answers in a really aggressive kind of way. Yep. And Toad's like, well, you know, actually, let me, I, I'm kind of skipping ahead, because first Toad says, I don't owe Magneto anything no more. Yeah. And Kitty's like, who the fuck is Magneto? Yeah. And Toad is like, He's the one making us all fight in this like 80s battle rail Hunger Games crossover so we can all prove that we're the best mutants ever. And that's when Kirk grabs him and is like, what happens to the winners? Mm -hmm. And then we get a cut to Asteroid M and then we see Xavier looking at Scott and his brother Alex who are now wearing twinsies jackets and like totally on Magneto's side and Xavier's like how dare you? Scott how could you? I'm your daddy! Scott is like we're just here to listen and then Xavier points to all the other X-Men who did win their battles supposedly and now they're they're in tubes tubes. and it's Storm, Rogue and Jean and they're all in these suspension tubes and Xavier's like did you notice this shit? And Cyclops is like I didn't because I'm stupid and Magneto's like <laughs> not everyone has the maturity to accept the need for change as you do not yet and Scott is like you gotta let him out and Magneto's like I will we just need to proceed cautiously and then Xavier uses his mind to talk to Scott and he's like are they actually safe Scott because this guy's my ex-boyfriend and you shouldn't fucking yeah, trust I, him I because he's too. so mean and I can't even tell you about he's all so it. manipulative but from also, person I to person and it's definitely it not me now. that fucked up this relationship <laughs> Yeah, and then also, um, while that is all happening, Magneto obviously predicts it's happening and quickly shoves Xavier into one of the suspension tubes. But before I mean, he should have started there. But before that happens, Xavier manages to send a little psychic message down to Logan, who is busy fighting Sabretooth slash fucking Sabretooth internally. I, yeah, at this point, it's just like literally Logan's got his legs up in the air and like Sabretooth is grinding on him. Yeah, and I'm like, and Xavier, Xavier's like, Logan, don't let Sabretooth win. And Logan's like, what? what? I can't even pay attention <laughs> to that right now because I'm so busy getting my prostate simulated, but he manages to get the I mean, message. At least Logan knows what he likes. Yeah. You, get, you have to give it to him. I do, I do. You know, Logan and Sabretooth have been fighting for like 10 years. Like, that's the entirety of season one is the two I, You know what's really fighting. funny? At least in X-Men, the animated series, it was explained that they had some sort of weird Weapon X backstory, but this version of Sabretooth isn't even nearly as crazy as X-Men, the well, animated yeah, series. Well, yeah, because they just kind of glossed over the Weapon X stuff in the Grim Reminder episode and well, didn't I even know, include Sabretooth in this, it just kind of seems that like Sabretooth and Wolverine are just older mutants who have been around for a while and have like on more again, aggressive off powers. again that, they're fucking yeah they're mom. not pre- like Sabretooth is not presented as a psychopath on this show no, he's just he's like just a there. guy yeah he's kind of like a hot sexy wrestler because they had Tyler Maine play him in X-Men 2000 that's what's happening here I mean that's a good point like this was coming out concurrent with X-Men 2000 so that was the association that a lot of people had which is kind of funny because Sabretooth right. and Logan really don't get into it in that movie at all this show is like a combination of that movie and yeah. X-Men the we're just supposed series. to like I believe that they had a pro- like a problem with each other in X-Men 2000 but it's like we never see <laughs> we never them together see them, and they never really have a problem again until X-Men Origins Wolverine which we don't need to talk about ever which while well, that movie's a problem on its it own it is it is so then Scott is about to gesture take off his glasses to free Xavier from the tube and Magneto's like that'll kill him and Scott is like odds oh, aren't great for you either which I did think was kind of badass and cute and Alex is like come on man Magneto's really cool he's he's fun yeah. and I love him and Scott is like okay i guess i won't kill everyone this is like a weird this reminds me so much of like this weird do you remember gravitation the anime with like yuki Ari and shit and like that little child he, that he was having sex with and that child was like in love with wasn't him and there, like the like, older man didn't rape care in that anime? <laughs> like wasn't it yeah bad? well there was but that's i mean honestly i feel like that's what's going on between magneto and havoc and it's really weird it is weird i mean this version of magneto 
Again, he's just Mr. Sinister. We don't have any political backstory for Magneto. Like, nobody at any point is like, oh, Magneto survived the Holocaust. Like, that's why he has these feelings about bigotry and, like, he knows that you need to tamp it down violently. Yeah, this version of Magneto is so strange. He doesn't even seem to have that backstory. He looks way younger when he takes off the helmet. I wonder if we're going to learn any of that in later seasons. Because I I honestly don't don't know. He's old enough to have survived the Holocaust. Like, genuinely, I don't think. He has the same backstory. I hope this is not the one they turn to for the MCU. And they're like, here's Magneto. He just hates people. The end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this is a really shallow version of Magneto where like he hates people, but he doesn't have a good reason to. I mean, there are plenty of good reasons to, but they don't give him any. I really feel like they wanted to do Mr. Sinister, but they just did not know how to work that in. Or maybe they had originally written season one to be Mr. Sinister, but because of X-Men 2000, they probably sent it back or like put Magneto in there. Yeah, and then they're kind of stuck because it's like Magneto is the character that people know from X-Men 2000 and they know him from X-Men the animated series, but like this version of Magneto is just not the same guy. So I don't know. He's really not. So basically then Havoc is like, nothing weird is happening between me and Magneto or on this asteroid. I mean, I don't know what's happening to me, but this weird old man seems to know a lot about being gay and I need him. Mm -hmm. And Magneto's all like, Yes, I am not Charles either. I'm going to act. I'm not going to do all the crazy fucked up shit he does. I'm just going to do some other crazy fucked up shit. All will be all new, all different, totally different fucked up shit. Yeah. Oh, by the way, when Cyclops opened up, got ready to open up his eyes at Magneto, Avalanche got ready to. He got like this look on his face. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm getting ready to top you right now." And I was like, "What's happening? Why is this so sexual? Like, what's going on?" It's gonna get. But then it goes back. Then back down on fuck island. We have Logan and Sabretooth who are wrestling sexually. Still, yep. and Logan eventually runs over to the edge of a cliff. And he goes, I know about Magneto Sabretooth. And Sabretooth is like, which means I should be his fuck boy, not you. And then he punches Wolverine off a cliff and he like falls for like 15 days. I interpreted this as Logan throwing the fight because that's what Xavier told him to oh, do. Oh, me too. I, I, I totally read that as well because then he lands on this rock if he low and he looks like he's passed out. Mm-hmm. And Sabretooth is like, ha ha ha. And then tentacle orb thing comes and picks him up. And then Logan wakes up, sees the orb go away, and he looks over to nearby helicopter. Yeah. So at first I was like, does Logan think he can take the helicopter to space? But he doesn't. He just takes it. That's back what to I the thought X-Mansion. too. I was like, I was like, I was like Logan, that's not gonna work. Okay, but here they do take a helicopter to space, which still I don't they understand how that worked. Bigger helicopter to they space. They take a hel I know, they take a helicopter up to space that's not even made of like any real material. I know, it's a plastic helicopter. Oh my god, we're skipping all around. Okay. We are, but like at the point being is that like for some reason a helicopter is about to go in space is what we're getting yeah, at. Yeah, but just not this one. So anyway, we go to the X-Mansion. Kitty, Kurt, and Toad are walking in. I guess Evan's probably there too, although I don't. I didn't write him down. Maybe he's in the background. Um, he is, he is. He just doesn't have any lines It's this entire episode. Yeah, I know. Too bad. Um, so then Kitty and Kurt are like, damn, this place is fucking trash because like Mystique and Storm were getting into it there. <laughs> And yeah. Toad is like, you guys live like slobs, which I thought was really funny coming from Toad. I thought that was really funny, too. Um, and so then Mystique is dramatically standing on the landing and then like cartwheels down to them. And she's like, <laughs> I just love that Mystique love, can't walk anywhere. It, she like honestly. literally, it's like she has to walk across the room and she's does like, does a couple flips. flips. Like, yeah. She does like those old Ryan Pagella fan fictions from when I was 12 when the characters would literally like, like do everywhere. a whole floor show. Yeah. I'd be like, why are they doing that? They just need to like walk the door. But instead, like Mystique's doing like 15 cartwheels. I love it. And so then she's like, storms out. Can I take a message? And then Toad kind of laughs and he's like, if you're still here, that means you're a loser too. And Mystique, I, which I loved. I I'm glad that like Toad this. called that out. Yeah, and Misty grabs him and she's like, don't ever call me that. And then Kurt goes, what are you here for, mother? And by the way, okay, I, I think you were misremembering. I think Kurt just thinks she's his mom from here on out. And like he accepts no, you're, it way, you're totally way sooner right. than you're totally you thought. Right. Yeah. I think... I think he accepts it, but he's not happy yes, about which it. Which is like that's very kind of like fair. I, I mean, I think he feels like he's being manipulated, which is really interesting because in this particular case, Mystique is not manipulating him. She's she sure as hell is manipulating Rogue, but like not Kurt. Yeah, so she's I mean, just being honest, and she's actually honest with the X Men for the entire rest of this episode. She's very upfront with all of them about what's going on. Which, well, that's because she is pissed. She's ready to go blow up Asteroid M. Yeah, so she basically turns on Magneto and is like, "Yeah." 
whatever. So Mystique goes, simple truth. Nobody discards me, especially not Magneto after all I've done for him. So I'm paying yeah, him a visit. We can go together or I can go alone. And then Logan walks in because he took he the helicopter He goes super here. dramatically, by I the know. way. And he's like, you won't be alone. If Magneto's got our friends, we're going after him. Do you think <laughs> fucking Logan just stands behind curtains and shit waiting Waits. for a time? Yes. Yet to say, to have a good he one-liner. He and both both do that. I feel like that's why they like each other so much because they're constantly standing in the shadows. And then they and jump then out to out. fight and neither of them can ever do anything. They just fall down and get wrapped up and their clothes get torn off and it's like, okay, what are you guys <laughs> even doing? What is this weird shit you're into? I don't know, but I did notice that when Logan gets in Mystique's face, he's much shorter than she is and I just thought it was a really good choice because I feel like it's been a while since we thought about how short Logan was in this show. Yeah. Like, definitely Yeah, well, there's that. an episode like in season three where we have like Logan get all up in Cyclops' face except he's like a full three feet underneath Cyclops. I love it. I think it's cool because it's something X-Men 2000 couldn't do because Hugh Jackman is tragic. Hugh Jackman tall. was like nine feet tall. I know, I know. He's great as Logan, but it's just like something that's not quite right about it. Yeah, him. I kind of am interested to see if they'll cast somebody in the MCU who's the I right height. I hope they cast somebody short, short and beefy. That's what Logan is supposed yeah, exactly. to be. Exactly. That's what I want to see. And it's not anything against Hugh because obviously I'm I loved that man as Wolverine for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But I do want to see sort of like an anatomically correct Wolverine. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. So Mystique is like, I know the man, so I'm calling the shots. And Logan is like, then get your own ride. And then like they storm off into the jet and Mystique kind of crosses her arms and she's like, well, I guess she's I'll like, go with fine. you. <laughs> yeah. I, she's like, I'll go, but only if I get to be consulted. But then she's like piloting the plane with Logan. So clearly it's like, what was Logan's plan? If she, It's like, if she wasn't going to go, who's going to pilot the plane Probably for her? Probably Kurt, actually, is the real answer. No, that's a good point. That's right. I forgot that he could do that. Yeah, so Kurt got demoted, and now he's just stuck in the back. So, like, this is a fucking helicopter. Like, we said it before, but it's literally a huge I, okay, helicopter. It's also coming out of the basketball course, because, again, we're doing this whole, like, X-Men, X-Men 2000, 2000 thing. And, like, the fucking <laughs> basketball rolls in again. I'm like, oh, yep. my God. And then this time, a fucking, like, helicopter spaceship flies out. And Logan's, like, going on about all the specs of this, like, ship which by the way i don't feel like wolverine of any characters would even really know this information but he does here yep. and everyone's just like what are you doing logan shut up like, yeah like i don't even get it i mean there's another scene later where he like goes on and on about how it's plastic and i was like okay do you dude. think that like logan is one of those people that like gets those remote controlled planes you know the ones that they still have now but they have turned into drones but back in like <laughs> When we were kids, yes, like adults yes. would have them and they'd fly them around. Like, do you think he has a collection I feel like of those? This version of Logan would, even though I wouldn't ordinarily say that about Logan at all. Like, this is a version of Logan who's very tech savvy. Like, he has the little video game, like holographic fight simulator out in the backyard. Yeah, he knows how like, to operate a laptop. I'm like, that's not Logan. That's not Logan. Logan doesn't know how to use a phone. Like, what are we even doing? <laughs> But they don't have another character here to do it. So Logan has yeah, to do like, it. Remember that episode in the first season when the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver one, when he's standing in the cemetery and he's talking to his communicator being like, beast, but it's like phone isn't even on. <laughs> I love that. And Beast is like, I need to teach Logan how to use a phone. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Logan's just talking to the phone, but the phone's off. <laughs> it's like not even powered on. And then it like rings and it's Beast. And he's like, how come you haven't called me? And Logan's like, oh, uh, I thought I, I thought I did. Don't worry about well, no, it. He's like, he's like, why is it raining now? Like, <laughs> that anyway, I feel like is the true canon of Wolverine. That is the Wolverine that we have written into Mutant Age of the comic book. Yes. Anyway, so now we're going back to Asteroid M and Scott is doing his thing where he's dramatically staring off a cliff for like a thousand years. Also, apparently there's atmosphere on Asteroid M. Like he's not wearing a spacesuit. By the way, later on, they fall off of Asteroid M either onto another asteroid or onto the moon and they can just all it's breathe It's really there. unclear. It's so <laughs> weird. Like everybody like can this, breathe. We like don't know just, where the fuck we are anymore and where there's atmospheres, but there just is. Our mutants can just inherently breathe in space. Who fucking does? I don't so know. So he's looking off this cliff and he's remembering, we get to see that entire scene again from X-Men, the animated series yes. where Corsair is tossing Re-animated. him and Alex. We see Corsair, we see his wife, whose name I can't even remember, and they give uh, Alex and Scott the two matter. parachutes. Right, and, and they the jump out. And the boys are falling out, and Scott reaches over and pulls the tab so that Alex survives, but then Scott's parachute catches on fire from the falling debris from the plane, and Scott lands super hard. And then Alex is like disappears and they, they're separated. They never see each but other again. But then he reappears in the current times because he yep. walks out. And he's like, hey, you okay, 
buddy. And Scott's like, don't mind me, just having some PTSD. And Alex is like, yeah, same. Happens to me all the time. And I, I didn't mind that, by the way. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that either, but I've noticed that this version of Havoc in this, this episode and the last one, he's just like acting way too casual for just finding <laughs> out that his brother is still alive. The entire time he's like, he's like such a kid about it. He's like, hey, so like you're alive. Do you want to like... Hang go out. to mcdonald's yeah. like what do you want to do yeah and like scott is actually pretty dramatic about it because like this is the moment well where i he... think he is supposed to be older like i really feel like havoc is portrayed as like 12 or 13 here i know that he's like probably maybe 15 but like I, really I he's acting right. like a 13 year old i think you're right and i feel like it makes more sense if he's younger because it's like he doesn't want to confront like, i don't the even emotions. think he's a freshman i feel like he's like in eighth grade like the kind of shit that i would have done when i yep. was if like i've discovered something dramatic like that i'm like so yeah, I want to see my drawings. <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind of the vibe that Alex has. Um, yeah. So Scott has this serious line where he's like talking about their memories and he's like, I landed pretty hard. I spent the next month in a coma. And when I woke up, they said you were dead. I wanted to be okay, there wait. for you, Alex. I, I was like, I was like, what hospital did that? I know. Like, like, did they just not find Alex? Like, it doesn't really make any sense. Not that it super does in the comics either. I but. guess. Yeah. But like they would have had ways to like they have protocols. If like a child comes in and they're injured, they have no parents. They have to like search and yeah. see if they have any relatives or if there was like anybody else in a hospital that's a whole procedure they also, do also like two different kids were found in the woods with parachutes and they're like guess it's unrelated <laughs> like that's not even possible well, that are like dcf or something got in there or is that is that just am i saying the right thing dcf i don't know i don't, I don't know, know anything child I don't protective fucking know. services so, yeah whatever some kind of called. child protection thing yeah but you're right <laughs> yeah. alex is like i don't know don't worry about it and scott's like i'm sorry i i wish i was there i'm sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry alex i, wish, I didn't even know who you were alive and yeah, alex and is like alex don't like, hey, worry <laughs> my foster parents were pretty cool and then he like grabs his hand he's like oh <laughs> and scott is like what's wrong with your hands and alex is like oh my joints are on fire been to a bunch of doctors but nobody could tell me what it was until i met magneto and now i know what i am and scott I'm gay yes <laughs> guys i'm gay from masturbating to gay porn constantly um and scott is like oh, how has he promised to help you alex and then magneto walks in behind them and he's dramatically like, also waiting for his chance yeah it was like he's waiting for somebody to say magneto so he could walk out i know it's kind of creepy magneto's creepy as fuck in this version i don't like I it don't, i don't know this is just him being mr sinister and he's like I'm here to help you the same way I'm going to help all mutants by having us all join in in a mutant renaissance. I built it right here into the asteroid. Mm -hmm. And this is where like shit just gets crazy. He walks shit into the asteroid. Shit is so Mr. Sinister here. He leads them into a weird room where he built a pink chamber that you have to step into. Right. And he's like, he's like, this enhances mutant powers. And I got it by finding Juggernaut's crystals. And I was like, okay, so the Sidorak crystals are yeah. in this universe. So I guess that is. But they're not magical. He's like, people thought they were magical, but instead they just emit a certain wavelength of radiation and i was like okay sure so magic, uh, i don't even know what's happening he's like now everybody can become the best gay mutants ever mm -hmm. and havoc's like holy shit you're gonna microwave us like <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do and Magneto's like it's great you're gonna not ever feel pain again and you're gonna be super fucking strong don't worry about it get in there and cyclops is like i don't know about this and Magneto's like i'm offering to help you you don't actually have to take the offer but it means no more pain in your hands and no more hiding behind your visors just mm -hmm. all out gay. Don't worry yep. about it. Just full gay, full control. And Scott yep. is like saying he wants the X-Men to be released. And Magneto is like, I'm only going to release them after you go through the transformation. So it kind of isn't a choice, by the way. Like, Yeah, I know. But like fucking Magneto and Cyclops are being ridiculous here. Scott is like, we're supposed to just trust this works. You go through it. And Magneto's like, I already went through it. I'm fully advanced. But why don't I provide you with a demonstration? And then he has Sabretooth go in. Magneto's basically is like, I already have gone through it and it's made me even gayer than before <laughs> it's how i came up with this whole cape design it's how it's how i became this <laughs> it's sexy how i older came up man. with this very penis looking asteroid we're standing on yep 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 has he taken off his helmet yet i was like amazed by how silver fox he was when he did that no i think this is where he does it now i think he like takes it off and he's like for I am Magneto. He says, I'm not going to force you through it like Charles Xavier would. But if you want a live example, I'll send Sabretooth through it, which mm -hmm. you just said. And yep. in a few minutes, he will emerge reborn. So yep. 
Sabretooth walks into the thing. Then it goes back to like <laughs> Logan like, reciting facts about the fucking space helicopter is what this is. It's like Logan being yeah, like, it's just Wolverine Mystique piloting the helicopter, and like there's only one line here or two. It's like, wait a second, is this shit made of plastic? And they're like, ha ha ha. And I was it like, it is. It is, by the way, which would make and Joe's no like, we're gonna sense. fucking die. Like that was his reaction to that. I liked that, and I was also like, how are they alive? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know how this is flying through space. We even see it go into space it just kind of like went, went up like a remote control plane right through the atmosphere landed in asteroid m that's yep. what's happening i feel like asteroid m according to this is like it may as well be an island like it's so close by it takes two seconds to get there it's not you can breathe <laughs> normal air like why is it an asteroid it doesn't need to be like I'd, i i don't even made know such a mistake Anyway, Sabretooth walks out of the purple machine. He's shirtless. He's gay. He looks gorgeous. He looks like a fucking pro wrestler. He like, he you know, he, now he's turned into he's basically furry. a Thundercat. He looks yep. like he looks like fucking Panther with blonde hair. Yeah. I, I mean, he's also like taller and like more sexualized yeah. and everything. And so then Magneto's like, okay, boys, step into the yeah, sexy like, portal. <laughs> he's like, oh, boys, it's time to reach your full gayness. Yeah. And so then Scott kind of thinks about it for a second because Alex is like, I'm only going to do it if you do it, Scott. And then Scott like smiles. He's like, okay, we'll do it together. Okay, we'll go in there. We'll touch tips. It won't be weird. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know each other for our whole lives. So it's like, it's not weird. It's almost like we're not brothers so we can fuck right <laughs> oh. and it's like oh. so we get into the chamber and then um gene wakes up right before they go in and she yells scott don't which by the way she's gonna <laughs> do that 60 times in this episode and it did start to annoy me unfortunately it did annoy me too but then she got a really great line at the end she so i was like okay good fine lines but like there's a lot of gene screaming scott and i was like this feels a little too x-men the animated series to me like I <laughs> well mean, but like i feel if they had gene happen. do anything at all in this episode everything would have been resolved you know, know. and i think that's that's I the know. problem is that they shouldn't have that's why her... they have to put storm and gene and rogue into a tube and knock them out because if yeah. any of them are there none of this happens yeah like, that's what you say they took the most powerful mutants between both teams and like locked them up instantly like yep. that's what happens so then xavier is woken up by magneto and he's telepathically well, yeah. like scott magneto is going to alter your mind definitely not me get out of there and it's <laughs> really funny is that like he comes out and cyclops does act differently but it turns out like that is by his own choice it's yeah. not because like he's removed any emotion or anything but xavier's it's screaming that's gonna be the like, case xavier yeah xavier is saying that scott's mind is gonna be changed which again as you point out that's xavier's power and we don't really see any evidence fully that that's what this machine does although it's a huge question mark as to what the machine does but we don't really know what it does because we're about to find out it's fucking crazy so cyclops (laughs) is like wait what this was a trap (laughs) but then magneto shuts the door on cyclops and he does a sinister cackle and he's like too late charles this boy's mine this boy's not the boys are mine now this boy is mine (laughs) so they start singing that song together and it's weird because it's it's like the brotherhood and it goes on for like 20 minutes anyway so then cyclops are put onto like this fucking like conveyor Conveyor belt like what are they going through they're going through like like a donut shop or a donut machine and then they have to like make some donuts but like gaily there's no donuts okay, there okay well, yeah i wish there were donuts but what do they turn into maddie okay they go super saiyan they turn into yeah. fucking dragon ball z characters <laughs> i laughed so hard like okay we talk sometimes about laughing while we're watching the show like yeah. usually i'm talking about like a light chuckle I like burst out laughing when I saw them. <laughs> I don't know I what forget. your reaction was. They was, are suddenly I, 27 years old when they walk out of the machine. They are old with like as fuck. golden hair. They with, look like with vampires. Golden white hair. They both have white hair and they both Cyclops doesn't need they're his so, visor they're anymore. They're so jacked. I like them. They're okay, so jacked. I, they're so muscular. They look like completely shit. different people. I almost I almost said I can't believe Mr. Sister put them through this machine. And then I was like, it wasn't Mr. Sinister it number one. It was Mac Dino. And when it turns like, into like like super hot game older men like that's what With it does silver hair like they are yeah. basically sephiroth clones like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> i could not believe this because we've been talking was so much on this it. show like about teenagers being aged up and this is literally what they did like they literally like, took two teenage boys up. and aged them into full-grown adult men so they could be sexualized by magneto without it being as weird like that is literally that's like what literally what did. happens here i know it's, it's crazy like and then havoc, reala- havoc realizes the pain is gone and maggie yes. is like 
well, your new name is Havoc anyway. And Cyclops takes <laughs> off his glasses and reveals that he can see. Yep. He looks like he has Wolverine's face. He That's does. what it they looks like. They both kind of look like Wolverine, like in terms of how they're older, jacked. Maybe, maybe Logan went through the Lucas. machine in Weapon X. I don't know. I don't so know. Magneto explains that he got rid of a useless quality known as emotion, except yes. they both have it. So they that both doesn't have even emotion, make sense. So it doesn't make any fucking sense. And then Magneto's like, you should have a clearer perspective of our dominant roles here on Earth, which I guess yeah, they I kind of like, do. He takes out like the whip and he's like, dominate. And I was like, what? What is happening? Yeah. But then the mutant alarm goes off and yeah, Sabertooth screams, aircraft! Here. And Magneto's like, oh, really? And he goes to use his powers and doesn't do anything. And yes. then he tries to do it again and he goes, no metal? And it just goes to Xavier who <laughs> shrugs and is like, womp, womp. And I it's laugh really hard. really funny. The shot of Xavier shrugging, I watched it twice because I was like, that's incredible. And I hate Xavier and I thought I it was really Xavier funny. I hate Xavier too, but honestly, it was like a good call. And he's just like, ah. It's like, okay. <laughs> Xavier's like, that's why I spent so much money to build the plastic helicopter. It was just to own him in this one moment. Like, it was all a build-up to yeah, this I mean, moment. I, but how did he know that helicopter would eventually have to go into space? I have so many questions about this I helicopter. Know. I don't know. Did Xavier secretly know about Asteroid M this whole time? Because I would completely believe that, by the that way. That is probably true. That makes more sense. Because, I mean, Magneto would occasionally come and visit by slamming the windows around and shit. Yeah, I mean, so. who knows how often that was happening? Like, that could have been every day for all that we That could have been, like, every night in the middle of the night. And everyone's like... Wow, Storm must get really angry at night because we always hear like the windows shuddering outside of Xavier's room. And it's we're like, definitely no. not Xavier and Magneto hate fucking every night because they can't get over each other and they're like oh, taking it out God. on everybody else all the time. Well, speaking of ha- fucking, Magneto <laughs> tells Cyclops and Havoc to defend them and also fucks them. And then Wolverine zooms in really close from the blackboard at Cyclops and he goes, Scott! <laughs> recognize scott by the way they look completely different like i don't even know okay so this is so dragon ball z by the way like havoc and scott like their powers they like create super beams suddenly and it's like <laughs> they're like oh and they're like making the fucking super beams i don't even know it's so like they're doing the comic coming hot together by the way they started animating havoc's beams to be a different color which i thought was interesting because yes talked about i noticed that, that too time. and it's like Oh, I thought it was I like cool. This. I was like, all right, you're distinguishing between the two different beams here. Um, and they do look more like solar beams for Havoc. And then Cyclops is more like a ra- red laser beam. <laughs> Jean is screaming Scott in the background, by the way. Still, she's still screaming Scott. She screams Logan's Scott also screaming Scott. Xavier occasionally is also screaming Scott. So Everybody there's a lot of people like, really just wanting to get a piece of Scott. Cyclops here. The helicopter crashes into the hangar. The two boys slash men run out of the way. Everybody screams their names. Yeah. Uh, Jean removes them telekinetically. I think maybe Jean. Yeah, I think Jean saves them with her telekinetic powers while she's screaming Scott. Although it's honestly kind of unclear as to whether she does anything. I couldn't really tell. Okay, I don't know. But all I know is that this ship comes in, crashes into the cockpit, then destroys everything in its path, nearly knocking out all of Magneto and all of the Brotherhood. And after everything's destroyed, Mystique just pops out <laughs> a Blackbird and goes, knock, knock. And Amazing. I was like, I, love I it. laughed so hard. I was like, Mystique is a life goal. <laughs> I love Mystique. I love her. I just love that she came out. She's like, after she destroyed everything, she's like, knock, 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 knock. bitch. Yeah. Thanks for being an asshole. I'm coming here to kill you. And it's yeah. like, uh, okay, Mystique, I'm on your side here. <laughs> yeah. And Magneto is like, Mystique, you never could take no for an answer. Mystique just fucking screams and jumps onto his face. <laughs> and she starts amazing. like kicking the, she like straight up just starts beating the shit out of Magneto. It's great. It's great. Um, and so then Logan runs over to Xavier and he's like, where's the X-Jet? Because that's how they're going to get home, I guess. And so Xavier's like, observation deck that way. And by the way, at some point, Rogue changed out of her beachwear into some completely different outfit, which is this was the part of the episode where I noticed that. Oh, wrote yeah, it down. that's a good point. I didn't even really think about that, too, because she didn't change in the middle of that fight. Yeah, she got, she, was already, she got changed by Magneto before getting put in the tube, which is that's kind of creepy, weird. right? Like, I know that Magneto and Rogue date, but, like, that's pretty creepy, too. It is creepy. I just was thinking about it because I was like, wait a second, how does Rogue have an outfit on right now? Anyway, she I, does. Anyway, so, well, Wolverine <laughs> releases them, by the way. Yes. That's happening here. So then Xavier orders Storm and Rogue to go to the jet, and then Jean and Xavier are going to go try and save Scott and Alex. Wait, well, don't forget the reason why Wolverine can't do it is because oh now... Oh, my God. He 
he's busy with Sabretooth. You're right. How can I forget? Yeah, they're already like tangling, tangling sexually on the ground again. And that's that's all he does for the rest that's of the episode. It? All he does is fight Sabretooth in this entire episode. I mean, he flew a helicopter quickly in the middle to get everybody from point A to point B. But then he went back to fighting Sabretooth. Well, I think he was just trying to get himself from the ground to Sabretooth to get fucked by Sabretooth again. That's right. That's canon. Anyway. So then we get a little baby X-Men versus baby brotherhood fight here with sort of all the leftover folks. So like Fred and Nightcrawler fight and then Avalanche and Evan fight. Kitty swoops in and saves Evan and then Avalanche gets knocked out and then Mystique and Magneto Well, there's a fighting. moment there like when when she saves Evan, she brings Evan and herself through the floor in front of it's Avalanche cool. and she's got the coolest look on her face. She's yeah, like, she oh yeah, badass. fuck ass, I got you. Mystique and Magneto are fighting by which I mean my Mystique is doing one trillion cartwheels around the room. It's crazy. <laughs> she's like leaping off the walls Super Mario style and like yeah. being like, <laughs> and Magneto's like trying to like slice her with little tiny slivers of metal and she's just dodging out of the way a bajillion times and then over the course of doing that Magneto accidentally knocks Mystique into the gay portal and he's like oh no but it's too late she's already in there yeah but then he, he like also jumps in there with her and for some reason that causes Asteroid M to start blowing up I think Asteroid M is just blowing up anyway because the plane crashed into it That's and true. like all this other shit is already falling on everybody and also Logan and Sabretooth are fucking so hard that it's like destroying the asteroid. <laughs> a lot of stuff is happening. That's like a stop animation that Ryan would have made it when I was 13. I yeah. said Ryan, I... Okay, anyway, let's keep um, moving. Evan and Pietro fight. Rogue steps in. She knocks out Pietro really quick and then obviously absorbs his power. Well, that's because like Pietro is already doing a thing where he's like pushing Evan down on all fours and be like slapping his butt being like, oh yeah, you like this, don't don't you? And Rogue is like, we don't have time. Like, we yeah, don't she's have like, time. Enough right of now. this shit. Takes his powers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then it, then Sabretooth has Wolverine bent over his cock inside of him. And then this is when we get to see all this crazy shit where Magneto's like, oh, you know what? Okay, we didn't talk about how the reason why Mystique flew in there in the first place is because all this metal and shit was whipping around and Toad caught it right. and then like threw it in their direction to sort of like stop that for stop him from attacking Mystique. Yeah, because Toad is the hero of this episode. Like, Yeah, secretly. he's like flipping around and like saving everyone. He's like throwing metal. He then throws metal at Sabretooth. Yep. Uh, that's happening in the background. Like Toad's doing some really cool shit here. And like he's clearly playing for both sides. I don't know. I think it's cool. He's a cool character. I do too. And anyway, so now Storm's pissed. She makes a lightning storm. She finally starts doing some stuff. Well, because there's a bunch of rocks on the way well, to the Well, first she turns extra. into a literal tornado. Like she becomes a tornado and like spins around wild they're all trapped there because when the X, well, not the X jet, but whenever this like helicopter crashed in there, it caused like all the rocks from the entrance to fall and block it. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't actually get out. And that was like a whole thing that Storm was trying to take care of. Yeah, but she can't do it on her own, which did actually kind yeah. of annoy me. I, then in the background, Gene and Xavier are still going, Scott, Scott, where are you? <laughs> I just wrote, is this useful? Because I was so annoyed by it at this point. Like, I don't know why they keep screaming Scott. They can't find him. I don't either. He's buried under a bunch of rocks, I guess guess toad goes over to fred and lance i love this scene by the way and he's Me like too. oh hey guys what's up and lance is like which side are you on toad and toad goes the side that lives come on and at first i didn't know what he meant and then i realized he meant the x-men and i was like yeah. oh that's really cool and so yeah. what happens is he leads avalanche over to break the rocks that are blocking the way to the x-jet but he can't do it no, Avalanche does it. Storm can't do it. Or no, no, you're no, right. no, no, no. Fred does it. Fred is the one yeah, who actually I was, does it. I'm like, it. please don't take credit away from no, Fred. No, I know, every I know. Single, Fred does every it. Every single time something that needs to be done on this show, it's either done by like Toad or Fred. I know, because they're great. So Fred fucking does it and saves everyone again. And yeah. then everybody has to run through after him because they would not have been able to do it on their own. Kitty and Evan run through. They've got Pietro's body. So I was like, okay, that loop is closed. Rogue shows up. She's got super speed and she gives a quick explanation about Scott and his brother still being buried and Logan is still getting fucked and Storm is like, I don't care. Just <laughs> don't get on the X-Jet. I'm going to go tornado my way through this shit. Well, eventually like Storm just like tornadoes her way over to Sabretooth, picks, up, picks Sabretooth up and just flings him away being like, Logan, come on. We do not have time for you to fuck right now. <laughs> I know. Um, and then meanwhile, Jean finally has found Scott and Alex and uses her telekinesis to pick up the rocks. Like, which I, this I mean, is what a is... weird shot, by the way, because Xavier's also acting like he's helping. Like he has his hands <laughs> to his head. Did you notice that? I was like, 
I think why he was trying Xavier, to find the. Is he boosting her power? Like no, what I think what was happening is that previous to this, both uh, Xavier and Jean screamed, "Scott, where are you?" for like twenty minutes, and then realized they had psychic powers to reach out to oh them. Oh my god! And then Jean is like, "I sense people nearby," and then Xavier is like, "Me too." And it's like, yeah, it's why like, oh my god, guys! And then so Cyclops so comes long. up. And he's so mad. He's like, you and the others are rooting everything. This is our chance to unite, all of us. And Jean's like, unite? For what, Scott? And at what cost? Look what Magneto did to you. He turned you into a Dragon Ball Z character. And Cyclops is like, he's helped me. I'm evolved. No more training. No more hurdles. My powers are now at my mercy. And Jean's like, yeah, so you blast your friends away with it. How united is that? And Havoc's like, you don't understand, dude. We are the future. And Jean's like, Really, Scott, are you the future? Because if you are, I don't want any part of it, which I like that line. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I think Gene was like, oh, this is fucking stupid. Little did Gene know that Scott was going to continue doing this for like the rest of his life. But forever. Yeah. yeah forever. I, I didn't like Xavier's line, by the way, because I thought it didn't make any sense. But here's what he says. Yeah. You're right. Mutants shouldn't be divided, but we didn't draw the line. Magneto did. And it's still there. You've just crossed over it. Yeah, and this doesn't like, make any sense. What? Xavier just said a bunch of shit to make, make like, Magneto sound there's like there's a line worse. between us and Magneto drew it and you crossed it and I'm like well if they crossed it then does that mean they're on your side or are you talking about a different kind of line that they cross I think yeah, you are, listen Xavier isn't actually smart anyway not. Cyclops is like suddenly he's like man what was I thinking? I was Ron all along. And Xavier's Again. just like, bye. <laughs> and so Xavier's leaving and Wolverine's like, uh, what about Happy and Cyclops? And Xavier's like, there's no hope for them. We have to let them die. <laughs> classic. Fucking classic. I was like, what? And Logan is just kind of like, okay. So they get onto the ship. <laughs> Yeah, Mystique, meanwhile, by the way, Mystique walks out, walks out way, and she's just randomly X-Men 2000 Mystique for like this one shot and we yeah, never see like her like this again. she's like a sexy naked Amazon Mystique. She's like super jacked. She's like, this is she's my full powers. She's like, scales and I was like, what's happening? Sexy gay Mystique. I don't know why they did this, but I was like, cool, okay. I, she doesn't do anything after this either. She's just kind of She just like, looks kind of annoyed, hot. which I kind of liked. She was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine prepares to take off and Xavier's like, we couldn't force them to come with us. They're just too powerful, and suddenly I can't brainwash them. And Jean's like, well, they're coming, so... <laughs> so maybe you shouldn't leave them to die because they're actually on their way. So Alex and Scott run up to the jet, except that then the landing pad that it's on collapses, and the jet has to take off and fly away to get away from all of the wreckage. And Alex and Scott fall onto okay, the this, moon? Question I, I don't know where they're falling to, either the moon or an asteroid. And it turns into like a full Final Fantasy sequence where it's, it's like in so slow motion. There's like corny, romantic it's like music playing. Kingdom Hearts, like power. Like, yeah, I don't there's know like little fucking happening. floating orbs flying around them for some reason now. And they're like, I never say my son. <laughs> And then they like charge up their most powerful huge attacks to destroy Asteroid M once and for all. And they like do it together with the power of friendship. And then they transform back into little baby teen boys again as soon as they do that. Which I don't know what the fuck. Why did any of this happen? Why? Okay, also you forgot the reason why they didn't die landing onto the other moon or whatever is because they both, after they had their Final Fantasy like romance moment, they like grabbed hands and they smiled at each other. And it's like, you guys are falling. How long is this Wait, going? Is why this like did fu- that work? I feel like you're like asking me to explain it and I can't no, explain then it. They, then they shoot at the moon, which turns oh, into right, a puddle and they like right. land in it. So that's why they I don't use think- use their powers to so slow So it must fall. have been like an asteroid like a, a, or like, which one is it? Is it a meteor or an asteroid that's all I cannot I, remember. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's one anything. of those. It's probably like a comet. I don't know. It may as well be the moon. It may as well be another planet. Who, it, fucking, who fucking knows? Cares? They can all breathe here still because yes. all the X Men are outside also for this. Yep. And then yep. after he turns into regular Cyclops, he can't see. And Cyclops is like, Gene, is everyone okay? And Gene's like, See for yourself. And puts his glasses on for him. And all the X-Men are standing there, like all the X-Men and Brotherhood are standing there posing dramatically like goth kids again. I know, I know. And Scott is like, I'm sorry, all of you. Professor, I just, you know, I I made made some some bad bad choices. choices. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know. I don't know if he did. Like, I felt kind of bad for Scott in this episode. Like, it felt like he was getting manipulated and then he had to apologize. Yeah, it was like, um, more like misinformed choices, but we owe both <laughs> of you lives. So I guess we're going to thank you and your brother for doing that. He doesn't say like, thank you, though. He's just like, we owe you our lives. Okay, bye. And I was like, can you, end. like 
protect these children because like this was not their fault and i know i I just felt what it's fucking play savior and then toad's like uh so what's gonna happen to us like fred and lance and toad are all standing in the shadows like the true goth kids by the way like they're just like in the background like at um, first i was like where's pietro but then i remember that rogue knocked him out yeah Yeah. (laughs) he's not actually dead but he may as well be well he's probably on the ship i'm assuming yeah yeah and so then toad is like I wonder what's going to happen to us. And then Lance is like two metal spheres shot out of that asteroid before it blew. Mystique is out there. Believe it. And she'll be back. I thought that was cute that they were still loyal to Mystique, by the way, because like that's the only person who believes in them and they don't fucking trust Xavier because why should they? I know exactly. And they don't mention Magneto because they don't really trust him either. Well, they were like, what the? Nobody understood who Magneto was. Like literally nobody, including us, the viewers. We don't know who the fuck this version of Magneto was. And then Havoc's like, so much for Havoc, huh? And Cyclops is like yeah the white hair didn't look good on you anyway look great on me though and havoc is like <laughs> looked terrible on both of them i know right and then havoc was like hey scott if nothing else at least i have my brother back and that's what really matters to me and i'm like is that the lesson we're taking from yeah, this like, crazy shit really no because like you guys already had each other before you did any of this this was like a cloaky lesson where it's like at the, after all this crazy shit about like how the X-Men and the Brotherhood have to fight each other to have a place to live, Cloakie floats out. He's like, and don't forget, at least you have siblings somewhere. <laughs> so, and then Cyclops is like, yeah, you're right. And nothing's going to split us up ever again. And then they look at each other in the eyes and I'm like, what is this? And then Xavier rolls out and he's like, with time, Havoc, your powers will emerge on their own. And if you'll allow, we'll be there to help you along the way. All of us together, united, because we are we the are demon. The and then they walk towards the camera awkwardly da, da, holding hands. Da, 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 it seriously da, 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 did da, remind da, me of the end of Demon, though. Oh, it did too. I, I was like, I just remembered at the very end where I didn't even know who screamed it. I feel like it was like, you did, you, I think. Was it? I, yeah, thought it was I think like you were big. like, we are the demon. And like, as soon as Xavier said, we are the X-Men, I was like, oh my God, what? Is this? I don't even know. It's like I probably pulled it from this. Honestly, you probably did. You probably did. And who could because like you? everything we did in that fucking movie was a parody of something. But it was like a parody of things that like nobody would even know. Mm-hmm. I mean, people watched this show, but yeah, I I feel like it was just okay, a parody but they didn't probably of... specifically remember this scene. Yeah, but it's like a parody of corny like team based ensemble sitcoms like this, where it's like at the end of the first season, Xavier has to literally face the camera and go. We're the X Men. We are the X Men. It's like, why are you saying that? Like, who are you talking to? I don't know. It's like this whole episode wasn't very good. It wasn't. What would you rate? (laughs) You know, like like a two out of five because, like, I mean, it was entertaining in the sense that, like, it had some really cool Toad moments and even a cool Fred moment. One cool Fred moment and some sweet Mystique. Honestly, the Brotherhood were really cool. Not Magneto. I don't know who the fuck that guy is. But I mean, that's that's my problem. I feel like there. I didn't understand like anything like yeah. what was happening like nobody can explain to me what magneto was doing who why magneto does magneto even have is? a machine that transforms teenage boys into fully adult men why does he have like a super saiyan machine so he can therefore make characters age up so he can fuck them yeah like why did he build asteroid m we yeah. don't have any of the answers to any of these things what are his motivations for anything that he's doing what are his politics actually other than kill all humans for no like, also, reason what was cyclops deal why was he instantly like yeah magneto's right we should just be the superior species and yeah, it's like but then what? after like two seconds he was like wait a minute i fucked up because now i'm surrounded by the stronger personalities of gene gray and xavier again and i remembered that i don't know what i'm talking about and it's like you really just listen to whoever the strongest person is in the room and suck up to them don't you scott like come on man like, you know what's unfortunate it's like i know that this isn't a skip because both the cauldrons part one and part two do matter because it is like okay here's an agnito now we have met him we can see him in future episodes I don't think he retains this weird version of him that he had. I really didn't enjoy these episodes when they aired the first time I watched them, like back yeah, in 2000 you know, or whatever. The more we talk about it, the more I'm like, I think you could actually skip both of these. Like, there's some cool Mystique stuff that you'll miss out on and Toad stuff, but like, do you really need these? Because I don't think this plot is ever going to come back. Well, like, I don't think anybody's even going to refer to Asteroid M. We have to find out if whether or not Magneto is going to be this version of Magneto or if it's going to be like, the correct Magneto after this. We don't actually know the answer to that. We have no idea. So I guess we'll have to find out in season two and we'll obviously continue to evaluate that. But for now, I'm just like, I don't know. I did laugh really hard watching the app. So I know there is that. And it was a very gay app. So I guess we could go ahead and do that section next because why not? Yeah. The X-Men are a metaphor for a lot of things. But one of those things is being 
Magneto's the gayest person in this episode. I don't even because, know like, where to like, land on this. I guess like he is the gayest because he's like trying to make everybody be gay and also be his fuck toy. Yeah, like that's I what guess he's doing. So, and then also Sabretooth and Logan who fuck like, why, the why entire else do you think, episode. Wait, do you know what's really funny is that like fucking Mystique goes into the gay machine. He's like, wait, but I don't want ladies in there. Okay, why didn't he want Mystique to go in? By the way, that never like is explained. No. I, I feel really like your explanation know. makes as much sense as anything else, honestly, as him being like, wait, that's only for boys. You can't go that in. I want to fuck, but the, I, then I would be a pedophile. Like, this is a really weird version of Magneto. Like, it we've is. never had, like, a pedophilic character on any of these shows. So, like, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, Kilgrave. I don't know. I Like, we've had we've had some characters where it's like, what were they Kilgrave doing? Kilgrave was, like, fucked up on a different. Yeah. Like, he's just straight up a psychopath. Like, I'm not saying that makes it, him being a pedophile any better, but I'm just that's saying, like. That's also true of him. Yeah. Like, like Magneto, we know is supposed to be like a decent human being. You know what I mean? And has like actual motivations. Like it's not like he lacks empathy or something. I know we're just back in the politics. Okay, so anyway, about Sabretooth and Wolverine having <laughs> fuck island all to themselves. They are fucking for the entire episode. They didn't and do this anything. Point- I ship it. I know. I ship it. I don't understand why it's on the show. Wait, I don't, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Like, we don't understand this version of Sabretooth, whose only times that we have ever seen him is like showing up to be like, we were to weapon X together. And now we just roll around on the ground and scream about destiny while wrestling sexually on the ground. Yeah. Sometimes it's on the beach. Sometimes it's on a meteor. I don't know. <laughs> and like wherever one of them is, the other one is going to go there and be like, I'm suddenly very busy fucking this guy and everybody else is like oh my god okay like logan basically isn't a member of it the where storm is like can we leave like yeah. can you stop fucking saber for like a second it's pretty funny um also xavier's gay for magneto because i don't know they're just well dating. they're like gay in the sense that they like broke up and now like manny's like look at my really cool asteroid that all my friends are gonna be on except for you except and he was, like, is inviting xavier because remember how last time around xavier had a free pass and didn't actually have to fight anybody to get there like yeah, I, mean, I feel that, like this it was almost Magneto's attempt to win Xavier back. It's just that he's too emotionally dysfunctional to do it in a healthy way. So he like, was just I, like, I okay, I wouldn't even say that. I would just be like, who the fuck is Magneto? Like, this yeah. is not Magneto. I don't know who the fuck this is, but it's not Magneto. It's so weird. And the thing is that I don't think he like retains this personality, but I could be wrong. I could be misremembering. I'm really curious. I'm also very excited about season two, by the way. Like I'm already enjoyed this so much. This, this first oh, yeah. season. I guess we could do a season one wrap up. I totally forgot this. That's where we were at. By the way, there's also Cyclops and Havoc being gay, but I don't want to acknowledge uh, yeah, that that was going depressing. on. It's almost as depressing as Magneto being like a weird pedophile, which is yeah, sad. It's like, there's just some weird shit going on in this episode. Yeah. However, X-Men Evolution Season 1. Um, so here's the thing. I've watched a lot of Seasons 2 and 3. They are my favorites. And there's pieces of 4 that I really like, but 4 ended after like 5 episodes. So mm-hmm. And it's going to be really abrupt ending, so that'll be tough. Yeah, it's like that's kind of how I feel about that. And so my thing is that uh, I would watch those two seasons, Seasons 2 and 3, a lot more often and not so much of X-Men Evolution Season 1. And I was kind of like, oh, it's probably not. It's not as good as the first, the second season. But I actually take that back. I feel like everything was a really solid buildup. I think this is also what's good about this show and also what failed as a, as a kid show is that it's very slow. It's mm. very slow. I totally agree. I feel like that's a strength watching it as an adult is that it's yes. slow. It's, it's also... I mean, we talk about the politics a lot on this show, but I would say it's not as political as X-Men, the animated series, or at least not in the same way. Like, it's about a lot of really um, personal it's about to stories. Be that way. I mean, I believe you, but like for now, it's about individual people and their emotional struggles. And like politics is the big picture stuff that impacts them, but it's mostly about the relationships to each other, which is something that X-Men, the animated series just didn't have time to do because the scope of that show was way bigger for better yeah. or worse. And like this show is like, no, it's about these specific eight or so people and we're going to get to know them really really well and like exactly before what we think. add anybody else basically yeah, and it, i appreciated cool. that and you know what i feel like it did a good job setting things up because it's like okay we've established these characters we established that they are all in the closet nobody knows they exist so but they all feel differently about it and they all feel differently about what to do next right. and like how to approach it yeah so basically we're gonna go into season two which God, I love season two. We're we're two episodes away from fully meeting Boom Boom, who is a main character on the show going forward. Uh, mm-hmm. 
we're actually it's, you know what's really interesting we're going to be introduced to like a whole bunch of new characters who become main characters it was clearly slowly building it up that we could have additional x-men but they wanted to take the time with each character and so season two is really exciting for that like we know things are going to get like a little fucked up because we're going to have sentinels we're going to have senator kelly we're going to have mm-hmm. people trying to out the x-men uh we get to I, I think it's the first episode of season one or season two where uh xavier straight up like they get caught or something xavier's like I'm just going to brainwash like a hundred people real quick. And we're like, yeah, oh my God, Xavier. I mean, technically that happened in the pilot episode of this show where Scott destroys the stadium, but I'm sure season two, it's like, it's like more of that. I think it's like still more. in a stadium, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I'm really excited about it because season two is very good. It's much darker. Season three is very dark and yeah. I, I am really excited about it. So we're going to touch on a lot more politics. Um, but this season was really good and I'm just really excited. I think it was really good. I feel like you can just skip Mutant Crush and honestly I kind of feel like you can skip the Cauldron apps but other than that I think I loved every single episode. I don't want to say that until we know for sure who the fuck Magneto is on the show and we are not there Fair yet. Fair enough know, but so. I feel like these Cauldron apps were really silly. I mean you can watch them to laugh at them at the very I mean least. they're worth it to see like Mystique crash an entire ship and destroy Magneto's base and then go knock knock you know. Good point. Good point. I guess it's worth it just for that. Um, But yeah I with a full season of 13 episodes and only one of them is a definite skip that's pretty strong i mean that's, that's actually more strong to be than commended f- well actually what was the first season of x-men the animated series like i'm gonna pull up our little it. list because like <laughs> honestly we loved that show like almost every single episode is a skip or is a is a watch yeah i think the first season of x-men the animated series we really loved that through and through i do remember that because i'm looking at now the only thing we didn't like was fucking the one i think it was cold vengeance the one where it was like him and the inuits that was the only one we didn't like but the rest was really good that was a classic logan saber tooth app as i recall yeah and then season two we liked all the mr sinister stuff and we liked all the origin stories i think it was like after season three that we're like what the fuck is happening so it's like that season four season five era as well where we were starting to lose interest on it so Mm -hmm. but it was still like there would be really good eps buried in there from time to time it was very up and down this show has been very consistent but i think that's probably pretty typical for animated shows to have a really strong first season because you have to you have to spend so much time developing that and like really considering what you're going to do in order to even sell it in the first place and i know x-men the animated series had to do that i'm sure this show did too so like it really shows they tried really hard and i think it paid off for them so yeah, right good show yeah i i i, I enjoyed it and i'm ready for season two basically me too is it time for plugs yep and pluggy's not here so you don't have to endure <laughs> that again oh my god okay well i think he went he went back to mr sinister's lair and he's like <laughs> i don't know returning home like a drone he's like i'm back Papa! (laughs) Okay, so next week we are going to do a listener feedback episode. And what are all of the ways that you can contact us? Well, the main way is to send us an email at the mutant. That is the main way. So you should get on that now. Do it now. Do it now, baby. And you can tell us what you thought about season one of X-Men Evolution. I'm just going to point out this episode's probably going to come out after we've recorded that episode. Okay, but you should still send us an email anyway. Well, I'm going to let you all know that if you want to go into our Discord, there's a listener mail section on there. And that is the quickest way to yeah, that's, probably that's, reach you us. You can submit some last minute questions and we will yeah, answer really. them while we're recording if we see them pop up in the Discord. And if you want to find that Discord link, by the way, go to mutantages.com and it's over on the right hand side along with links to a bunch of other cool shit like our social media accounts, the YouTube channel we mentioned at the top of the show where we're going to be doing that live stream Hell for yeah. the holidays and also our Twitter. And well, let's talk about social media for a second. So... Where the mutant ages everywhere you look. Everywhere you look. I thought you were going to like talk about the P.O. Box, but I guess not. Well, we can talk about the P.O. Box. Um, okay, so we have a P.O. Box. <laughs> <laughs> we just like glazed um, over the P.O. Box and the phone number. And it's like, mm, do we uh, want to? Uh, I know you're right. You're right. Let's talk about the P.O. Box. What's the P.O. Box address, Ryan? Do you want to tell me what it is? Yeah, the P.O. Box is 3344. Wait, is that it? Yeah, yes. 3344 <laughs> in Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. You can send us actual mail. We have an unboxing coming out. I think you're going to have seen it you at this point. probably will have already come out by the time this yeah. episode comes out. And that means you can send us other things. We love letters. We love postcards. You don't need to send us, like, if you want to send us a silly piece of fan art, we would love that kind of stuff. Send it yes, on over there. Please. Also, if you want to leave us a voicemail for our listener mail, you can reach us at one five zero eight. 319-1668 and we'll yes. be there to take the call or yeah. pluggy 
It'd be funny if he had plug answer, but like, hello, mutinations! Luckily, luckily, it is only a voicemail inbox, so you don't have to call it to and be worried Pluggy. that Pluggy is going to pick up the phone. He will not pick up the phone. No, no, one he will. will not. It's just a, it's just a voicemail inbox. Um, so there's all these other ways to contact us too, which I, which I mentioned, the social media where the mutant age is everywhere. We're also individually at those places. I'm at Mitty Myers on all of them, everywhere. I am at Ryan Pajella on Twitter and at Ryan Pajella on. Uh, Instagram. That's what that's called. <laughs> and I have a YouTube channel that you can find at Ryan Pagella. And I'm going to be putting up some lots of actually, I'm going to be putting up a lot of vlogs pretty soon. That's all going to be holiday theme. We're going to yeah. some Christmas shows. Six Flags is opening up again. So we're going to go see their Christmas lights show and Aww, uh, great. very safely where mm-hmm, we can be all outside mm-hmm. with our masks on. And that's we can, an outdoor activity looking at Christmas hell lights. Yeah, I'm excited. Hell yeah. That is one of the things I'm looking forward to most about this season is getting to do a lot of that. Um, so I'll be posting a lot of stuff up there. Katie and I, I think are going to be building gingerbread houses. Uh, it's going to be awesome. And uh, if you want to see some mutant related content, you can go over to the Mutant Ages uh, YouTube channel, which of is course, the Mutant which Ages. We and we have so much stuff over there. We have like we clips do. from this show set to the animated series that we've watched. We've got live series action is, clips is. of me and Ryan being the X-Men back in the day. We've also got <laughs> us playing every single X-Men video game slowly but surely. There are Let's Plays Hell of that yeah. on the YouTube channel. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, we make some sort of parody videos on there. I think eventually we'll probably make another one that's like long distance. Maybe some Leon and Jill like calling each other. Or more like Leon calling. Or maybe like Leon calling Jill repeatedly being like, Jill, there's an outbreak. It should be like, I fucking know. (laughs) We could get Barry to call. I would love to have Barry call. I would love love that. that So if you love all of that as much as we do, and you have a little bit of disposable income lying around, you could do a couple things with it. First of all, you could go to the Mutant Ages store. You could buy a t-shirt, a mask, a mug, whatever, with either the Mutant Ages logo or Bishop saying time travel is real. And the Mutant Ages store link is, is also at mutantages.com. Or yep, it is. you can go to patreon.com slash the Mutant Ages and consider becoming a subscriber and getting access to bonus content, be it podcasts, behind the scenes stuff, show notes from Ryan, et cetera, et cetera. It's a pretty cool Patreon. Um, yep. And our highest tier backers get a shout out on the show. Yep. And those backers are Soren B and Samuel B. No fun voices this week. It was a, I don't know how to describe whatever the fuck this was. last week. I mean, I guess I you know. Do I mean, again, that but... or I could just do like a Dragon Ball Z voice, but I am not as familiar with Dragon Ball Z as you are. So <laughs> you'd have to it's say it's not worth it. It's such a weird show. And by that, I mean, it's great. <laughs> if you like Dragon Ball Your Z, favorite show ever. I'm with you for some reason. Um, Oh, and if you don't have any disposable income at all and you still want to support the show, you can give us an Apple podcast review or a Facebook rating or just an iTunes rating because you don't want to write a review. But it is nice if you write a review, by the way. It's, or, it helps increase our visibility if you do. You can share the show with your friends on social media. That's it. That's and it. That's it. Those are our plugs. We did it that's without plugging this week. It. Logan heard Sabretooth's name, so now he's stripping and he wants me to come to bed. Okay, well, see you next time. Hopefully, it doesn't make me wear like a Sabretooth wig because then shit gets weird. That sounds kind of weird. I don't want him to do that to you. I don't want that either. You draw some boundaries. If he wants to fuck Sabretooth, there's no way. Go fuck Sabretooth. You are not Sabretooth. You know what I mean? Oh, I already did that one time. And Logan's like, but then I wouldn't be with you. And it's like, okay, well, then don't fuck Sabretooth. And that answers that. Yep. And then he's like, well, what about tentacles? I'm like, that's kind of a gray area. We'll figure that out. <laughs> well, it's time for Ryan to go have a diplomatic conversation with his boyfriend, Wolverine, about tentacle play in the bedroom. So we'll yes. see you next time. See you time. next time. The